You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Amen. Amen. Why don't we just pray? Father, we bless your name. Glorify you. We glorify you. Thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. Thank you, Lord God, because your word proceeds from here to the ends of the earth. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for those that have been destined, Lord God, to be impacted, to be transformed, to be changed. Lord God, to be liberated by your word. Lord, we just declare, we declare that, oh Father God. Let there be divine visitations in the lives of your people. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic. My Lord, God is good. Last week we were talking about the unlimited mind. Um, And tonight I want to talk about what I call unlimited paradigms. Okay? Unlimited paradigms. As I was praying, the Lord was speaking to me about some new paradigms He's going to download onto the earth, even in these days. Um... In this end times, they're new, not new to the scriptures, but new to our generation. Are you following me? Yeah, there are ways of thinking. There are patterns. There are are, um, frameworks that, that God wants to download to the body of Christ to enable us to walk in the things that he has ordained for us. Because right now, the paradigms we've been using have been very limiting. They've been very limiting. They've hindered us. They've, 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 they've kind of uh, kept us from entering into the things that God has in mind for us. They've kept us from, from walking in the dimensions that God has for us. Okay. So some of us, even, even some, there are some theological paradigms that are going to change. Amen. Do you get my point? Yeah, that's what the Lord said to me. There are some theological, major theological paradigms that are going to change by virtue of God's intervention. So God is going to, he's going to come down, he's going to, he's going to release uh, new paradigms. Of certain aspects of ministry as you know it are going to change. Certain aspects of Christianity, as you know it, are going to be redefined. Do you get my point? So our God is unlimited. And he has unlimited paradigms. (laughs) So don't think that what you know is enough for you. To walk with God as you should. So I don't know about you. I'm open and I'm ready. Lord, I'm open. Come on. Will somebody just say that? Lord, I'm open. I'm open for a new paradigm. Yes. Downloads from heaven. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So there are supernatural paradigms God wants to release to enable us to walk In the level of the supernatural that our generation has been destined to walk in. 
Let's start by looking at the scripture, Isaiah 55. You know that scripture. Verse 8, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. <laughs> if you like, you can say, My paradigms are not your paradigms. All right? So, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So I don't know what framework you are using is due for an upgrade. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, because God wants to usher you into certain things that the mind you have right now cannot handle. Amen. You remember what Jesus said to the disciples in John chapter 16. He said, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. All right. So he says, the Holy Spirit... When he comes, he's going to lead you into all truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, they, Jesus did his best for three and a half years. Discipling these people. Demonstrating the kingdom. Manifesting the love of God. Amen. Manifesting the mind of God. Amen. Manifesting the power of God. And they saw all of that. Yet Jesus said, there's still more. But you can't take it. There are some things the body of Christ is not ready for. Yeah. So until God comes and he changes that, gives us new paradigms, we're not going to enter into those things. So one of the ways that God did it for the disciples was by sending the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit came. And when he came, you saw the impact in the book of Acts. Yeah. Right? Yes. They had been walking. They've seen powers. They've seen demons bow to them. They've seen, they've gone around, ministered, seen people healed, and so on. They've seen Miracles, manifestations of the supernatural. They've seen the power of God's word, right? They've seen the power of the name of Jesus. Even before Jesus went to the cross, those guys experienced the power of the name of Jesus. But Jesus said to them, what I still have for you, you can't handle yet. You can't handle he says, but when the spirit of truth is come, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will lead you. He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. He will open different paradigms. He will give you different paradigms. He will give you different uh, uh, frame, frameworks, you know, <laughs> that you can do the will of the Father. That you can execute the things that I have taught you. The things that I have taught you over this past three and a half years. 
you are going to see it come alive. Hallelujah. So my prayer is that for us, that God is going to do some work in our minds. God will do some work in our minds to bring us to that place where we can enter into the things that we've been restricted from entering into. So, if his thoughts are not our thoughts, and we are one with him, that means we have access to his thoughts. And remember, his word is his thoughts in writing. One of the ways you can shift your paradigm is by spending time on the word of God. And I know we say it so much that it's, it's, it sounds boring. It's almost like a cliche now. You know, get into the Word. Feed on the Word. Read your Bible. Every year we read through the Bible. Yes? And we are almost there. We are, we are, we are, we are almost, almost done. But... If, if you don't allow the Word of God to affect your thinking, to affect your frame of mind, to affect your decision-making processes, to affect how you do things, and you, you, you have the Word of God just for weekends or for Sundays, then from Monday you live your life totally separate from the Word of God. And God is wondering, who is this? Is this my child? <laughs> or is this somebody else? And one thing I found out is that with God, there are no gray areas. Do you know that? You're either in or you're out. There's no in-between. You're either hot or you're cold. Come on. There's no lukewarmness. It's not, there's no place for that. All right? There's no place for that. You're either blessed or you're cursed. There's, there's no in between. You're either alive or you're dead. No in between. You're either in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. No in between. You are either going to heaven or hell. No in between. No purgatory. No in between. So if you are going to walk with God, you need to decide. Make a decision. And say, I am going to go all the way. All right. You're either rich or you're poor. In God, in God's scheme of things, there's no middle class. There's no middle class in the Bible. Where do you find that? It's the creation of man. It's the creation of man. So, where are you? Where are you? Are you looking for the middle ground? 
Oh, I don't want to be an extremist. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do too much church. Well, that's another paradigm. <laughs> Definitely not godly. Because the only way you will possess the kingdom of God is by being forceful. Come on. Yeah. It says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent will take it by force. Forceful men, lay hold of it. If you are lukewarm and you believe you are serving God, you will be in for surprise. Yeah, that's not a biblical paradigm. So, even when you are walking with God, people that are hot for God, there are many paradigms in the kingdom of God. That's why you found that Jesus, in the ministry of Jesus, he didn't, uh, he didn't minister healing to any two people the same way. And he's the one that told us that my father works and I work. I do nothing except that which I see my father do. So that means Jesus was always connecting. Father, what are you saying? How do you want to do, do this one? So this one, he'll say, rise up, take up your bed and go home. Huh? To another one, he will touch. To another one, he'll say, do you want to be made whole? To another one, he'll say, your faith has made you whole. To another one, he'll spit on the ground. And the mud. Block, cover the eyes. So go wash your... Go wash your eyes in the, in the river. Those are different paradigms for the supernatural. So I'm praying that God will begin to unlock these things for us. Amen. So you're not stuck. You're not stuck. You can't move. You can't, you can't enter into what God has for you. It's unlimited. Say it's unlimited. Yeah, so don't allow any smart Alec to come and limit you. There is no limit to what God can do through you. There is no limit to what God can do in your life. There is no limit. There is no limit to how, how many people God can touch through your life. There's no limit to how many families can be rescued through you. There is no limit to how many communities can be changed by you. There is no limit. I'm telling you, there's no limit. There's no limit. I mean, look at the way Jesus operated. Even when they didn't have enough money. Huh? Look at how he fed the 5,000. Guys, how much do you have? Oh, 200 denarii. That's all we have. So go get them something to eat. It's, it's not enough. That's why we're talking of over 5,000 people. The men alone are 5,000. 
not to talk of the women and children. But guess what? The boy had five loaves and two fish. And he came, they brought them to Jesus. Come on, say unlimited paradigm. paradigm. Hallelujah. So Jesus takes the, the bread, he breaks it, and he gives thanks. And then he tells the disciples, okay, go, start distributing. everyone." Now the question is this, at what point did the bread multiply? Is it when he prayed, then poof, the whole room was full of bread and fish everywhere? I, we, don't, we don't know the size of the, the basket. But the Bible says that Jesus told them, get the people to sit down in groups, right? In small groups. Small connect groups. <laughs> yeah. Get them all in connect groups. Get them organized in tribes. Hallelujah. Yeah. And then... You take to this, you take to this group, you take to this group. And that's it. And as they go, the thing is multiplying. Hallelujah. Say unlimited. Unlimited. God's resources are unlimited. They are unlimited. So most of the time, we are not able to walk with God because we are limited by our situation. We are limited by what we see. Come on. Yeah. We are limited by what our circumstances have told us. Just like the disciples said, look, it's only 200 denarii we have. It's not enough. But the Bible says Jesus knew what he was about to do. Why? He has seen the Father do something. Glory to God. The Father has given him a paradigm. A new paradigm. This is the template for this particular operation. That's all. And then they organize the people and then they begin to distribute. And the more they gave the people, the more the food increased. It continued to increase. It continued to increase. And I'm telling you that God can send you to feed a whole village with the little you have. But if your mind is limited, you cannot enter into that glory. You cannot walk in that. So our problem today is that we are so earthly minded that we are not able to walk in heavenly things. And that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. God wants to use you to deliver your family, but you are looking at yourself. And you're saying, oh, I don't have this. And you're saying, I cannot do this. Oh, I'm not able. But why? Because look at the situation. 
That's why we're not allowing our circumstances to hinder us. We're taking bold steps. Come on. Why? Because God is greater than your circumstance. God is greater than our situation. God has the power and the ability to do mind-blowing things through you. But you have already decided God cannot do this. And sorry to say that sometimes there are certain things that we have allowed the devil to take over from the church. So certain things God cannot do. Only the devil can do those things. Only the witches can do these things. You see? You see how the devil has given us a paradigm that is restrictive. So how would you, how would you react if you saw me as I'm preaching and walking and then I end up walking on air towards Pastor Jessica? How, how, how are you going to react? <laughs> okay. <laughs> It will be on YouTube in the next, or Facebook in the next few <laughs> It's not like what uh, somebody did uh, one time and, you know, <laughs> they say he was uh, walking on air. And you can see the shadow in that video of the people that are helping. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the real thing. The real thing. Amen. I remember years ago, my wife and some of her friends, they were going to Bible college those days in, in London, and they were late because they had to go and fetch somebody, and the person delayed them, and there was traffic at that time. And from where, from where they left to, um, to the Bible college, it would take like about how, how long? One hour? Yeah, about an hour to get there. Now, they were already like how many minutes late? 30? They're about 30 or so minutes late. Okay? And then they, they, they left... And uh, before time, how many minutes before time? I think, was it five minutes before time? or A few minutes before it was time for them to be there, they arrived. Now, how do you explain that? There is no amount of speed because there was traffic. Yeah, there was traffic. Imagine you are going to Soweto. Huh? You have an appointment in Soweto. And you get up and you want to go to Soweto. But then you decide, or for some reason, for some reason you are not able to make it on time. And you need at least, maybe about, depending on what part of Soweto, maybe about... Uh, <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour, huh? 
Yeah. So let's say you leave, you leave, say, 15 minutes to when you are supposed to be there. And then you arrive five minutes before. And how do you explain that? That was their experience. They were in the car just worshiping God, just singing, worshiping, singing, singing. They put the music loud, you know. Now, when you have, to, when you have a group of women that love God and love to worship God in a car, excited to go and learn about the Word of God, I'm telling you, time is immaterial. <laughs> and before they knew it, they were there on time. Now, your mind will tell you that this is impossible. That which is impossible with men is possible with God. Hallelujah. So, I don't know what you are going through, but I want you to know that God is able. God is able to turn things around. In ways you never imagined. You might feel, oh, I have lost so much time. I want you to know that God is the creator of time. Time was created. Now, if time was created, there is a master over time. Yeah. So... Time is not even allowed to restrict you. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. It's not allowed. So you need a mindset that will not allow you to be trapped by time. You, there's a paradigm you need that will enable you to defy time. Amen. That's why Joshua could say, son, stand still. <laughs> a man like you how could he do that it's possible touch your neighbor say it's possible glory to God it is possible because you can be here and be in another place <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's not just in the movies. Amen. I remember years ago, the Lord was showing my brother visions on the, of the end time harvest. And he was just seeing people, they just appear, pew, and then pew. They're here, then they're in China, then they're in this place, then they're in this place. It was just happening like that. And it was very common. He, then he said to me, he, he, it wasn't long after he got saved. So he was saying, look, this is what I'm seeing. <laughs> I said, no, that's in the Bible. Remember, Philip? Glory to God. There is a paradigm that enables you to enter into that. Glory to God. You are the one that thinks 
that God is subject to your mind. <laughs> but he's not. He's greater than our minds. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. According to what? According to his power that is working in us. So there is something, there is an upgrade you need. There is an operating system you need. And it is the operation of that power that enables you to defy nature. It is possible for the whole of Midran to be saved. Amen. It's very possible. It is possible for us to reach every nation in our generation. It is possible. Yeah. But how do you see yourself? Imagine how God visits Abraham and says to him, I'm going to, he tells him to leave his father's house to go to a land that he will show him. And he says to him, I'll make your name great. But one of the things that God said to him, he says, all the families of the world will be blessed through you. Every family on the earth is going to be blessed through one person. Now, your mind will say, how are you going to know them? How are you going to start? Where will you start from? How are you going to locate every family? You don't even know every family in Midran, let alone, in fact, in your, in your complex, in your estate, where you live. You don't know every family there. And God now says, I want to use you to bless every family on the earth. Say unlimited. unlimited. Yeah, unlimited. So what was God? God was trying to help Abraham to conceive something in his mind. But guess what? Abraham struggled to comprehend this. Because he was, he was operating with analog and, you know, analog and... They're now digital, <laughs> and, and, it, and it's struggling. How many people remember dial-up, you know, internet? Huh? You're trying to connect, <laughs> and you're waiting, waiting, waiting. This thing is scrolling, is trying to connect, and then now compare that to fiber that we have now. Yeah. So you see, some people's minds are dial up. Yeah. They, their mindset, their thinking, the way they process things is dial up speed. And yet they want the superpower of God to flow through them. What kind of is going to blow that thing? Amen. It's like you. Imagine, imagine a um, uh, 
you, 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 you get your device, whatever it is. You go to the power station and you want to connect. <laughs> you want to connect your device from home. <laughs> oh, God. Heaven will receive you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, you know, the high voltage from the power station, it comes, it comes through all those, li- those lines. And it, it has to get into a, a, a transformer. They ha- it has to reduce it and then break it down. And then reduce, you know, release some few volts, 220 volts to you. Huh? But it doesn't mean that that's what is being produced. Are you getting me? Yeah. So many of us, we think that what God is releasing is what we're experiencing. No, 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 no. What God is releasing can blow up the universe. But he has to step it down. And then he looks at your mind and says, no, no, no. You need a new paradigm. You need a, you need a mind shift. You need a paradigm shift. You need, you need an upgrade. Let's, let's, this, this, this thinking will not accommodate what I want to do. I want to do some things in this day and age. And there's the way I want to manifest. But now what you are carrying, that thinking is limiting you. So imagine I'm talking, I'm walking like this. Then you just see me at the end of that building. And then I'm back here and I'm still talking. What are you going to do? Hey, these guys have gotten into magic now. <laughs> this is now witchcraft. Witchcraft in the church. Hmm? But meanwhile, you forgot that that's how Elijah used to operate. That's how Elijah used to operate. When he sent, when he told the servant of, of Ahab, go and tell your master huh, that I'm here. Elijah is around. This guy has been looking for Elijah for three and a half years. He has sent people, all the intelligence guys, you know, everywhere. The, the national intelligence could not locate this man. Our, he has sent people to different nations everywhere. They couldn't locate him. And now this guy just shows up. So go tell Ahab I'm here. The guy says, please. <laughs> What have I done? Please. I beg you. If I go and tell him you are here, huh? then we come and the spirit takes you away. I'm finished. My head is gone. Hallelujah. Yeah. Why would he say that? Because that's what used to happen. That's what used to happen. Glory to God. I don't know about you. I'm ready for whatever God wants to do. As long as it's in line with the word of God. I'm for it. I'm for it. 
Glory to God. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There is no power strong enough to stop you from walking into the destiny God has for you. Things might not have gone well, but I want to introduce to you the I am that I am. The one that appeared to Moses. He says, go tell the elders of Israel, I am that I am has sent me to you. You know that I am that I am. When God introduces himself as I am that I am, that is unlimited. That is his unlimited identity. Glory to God. That is his unlimited identity. So what was he doing? He was downloading into Moses the unlimited dimension of his operation into Moses. I am that I am. Even, even when you say Jehovah, Jehovah is still limited. Because Jehovah Jireh, he's limited to provision. Do you understand? When you say Jehovah Nisi, he's limited to, you know, being your banner. It's, it's, it's restricted, it's limited. When you say uh, Jehovah Rapha, he's limited to healing. So it, 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 it cages and it kind of traps him into the dimension and the realm of healing. So that is still limited. Although it's great. Come on. It's great. There's no God like our God. There's no God like Jehovah. But I want you to see that it is still limited. Jehovah Rohe, the Lord, my shepherd. So it limits him to the realm of shepherding. Hallelujah. Jehovah Mikadesh, it limits him to the realm of sanctification. The Lord, my sanctifier. The Lord that sanctifies. So it limits him. But when he came to Moses, no, 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 no. He didn't come as a Jehovah. Even El Gibor is limited to war. Do you get my point? He didn't even come like that to Moses. He came to Moses as, I am that I am. In other words, I'm giving you an unlimited access to all the powers that are needed. To accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Glory to God. So God was giving him that. He says, I am that I am. Tell them I am that I am. Has come to you. Has appeared to you. That's why God was surprised that Moses was still, you know, looking at his weakness. When I am that I am. The self-existent one. The self-existent one. The one that didn't have a beginning. And didn't, doesn't have an end. The eternal one. He says, I am that I am. 
has come to you. Then you now say, oh, well, you know, this is not up to my budget. Come on, put that budget aside and enter into I am that I am. Hallelujah. So when it's I am that I am, is the, it's an open check. It's an open check. And this is where you now begin to enter into whatever it is that is necessary. So whatever is necessary for us to take this land, I am that I am is with us. And he says he's going to give it to us. He's the one that says, ask of me and I will give you the nations for an inheritance. The nations for an inheritance. So when I am that I am comes to you, I'm telling you, there is no power that can resist you. No power can stop you. Don't allow your mind to limit you. Don't allow your experience to limit you. Hallelujah. Don't allow any circumstance to dictate you. Whether or not God can do it. God can do anything. In the presence of God, there is no impossibility. In his presence, impossibility is nothing. It's nothing. If God wants you to build, to build a college, he doesn't need to give you money. He just needs to give you his word. His word will bring money. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. I'm not saying money is not important, but I'm just saying you need to put things where they belong. If, if, you, if you allow money to determine whether you obey God or not, you are not serving God, you are serving mammon. Are you following me? That's a poverty mindset. Get rid of that. So I believe that God is preparing us for things in this land and across the nations. And we need to be faithful. We need to walk with Him closely. We need to love Him more. We need to lay our lives down for this God. Greater love has no man than this. That a man should lay down his life for a friend. If he would go all the way just to rescue you, take you out of the kingdom of darkness, bring you into the kingdom of his dear son, and he says to you, do this for me, and you have excuses. It's an insult. My Lord, how are we going to break this mindset? This limitation of our minds. Well, I'm just human. Of course, he knew he was, you were human. He didn't say you should do it in your human strength. He didn't say you should rest upon and, and put your faith in your human abilities. He says, I can do all things through Christ. So if you are going to break that mindset, that limitation... I don't care how many blunders you have made. Okay? I want you to know that God 
is still in the business of using broken vessels. All right? God is in the business of using imperfect vessels. God is in the business of calling the weak and choosing them to confront the strong and the mighty. And he showed us that in the life of David. Okay? God does not look at your gender before he decides whether or not to use you, irrespective of anybody's opinion. So, let's look at a man like Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. Say, Lord, help me. I can't hear you. That's right. All right, so God comes to Joshua in chapter 1, verse 2. He says, He says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. And then he says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you as I said to Moses. And then he now gives the boundary from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Then he says, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all that the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Isn't it interesting? God doesn't introduce any new, he doesn't introduce any new law to Joshua. What I told Moses, take the baton and run with it. It's the same commission. It's the same great commission that we receive, that, that the apostles receive in Matthew 28, that he's given to us today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the same great commission. It hasn't changed. So God is saying to him exactly what I told Moses. Don't turn to the right hand or to the left. Don't be creative about it. Just, just, just stick to it. It's going to work. It's going to work. Don't introduce eating of snakes. Don't introduce, don't introduce eating of grass. It's not necessary. The gospel is powerful enough. The word of God is powerful enough. 
fabricate another thing. Just exactly what I gave Moses. Take it. So that you can prosper wherever you go. You see, so your commitment to the word of God must not waver. If you're going to walk in this dimension we're talking about. Then it says in verse 8, which is a key verse. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you meditate in it day and night. Day and night. Not just Sunday after Sunday. No, no. Every day you need to take the word of God in. Day and night. Let your mind be occupied with the Word of God on a daily basis. It's going to help you. It will help you to walk in the levels that God has ordained for you. It will help you to enter into the dimensions God has ordained for you. It will help you to develop the faith you need to walk uh, even in those levels that God has ordained for you. It will help you because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. It doesn't come by having heard. It comes by hearing. It's a present continuous tense. Faith comes by hearing. In the morning you hear. In the, in the nighttime you hear. And in the daytime you should hear as well. But you see, you bombard yourself with what the media is saying. You bombard yourself with what the economy is saying. You bombard yourself with all these doomed prophets are saying about how the country is going to the dogs. And you keep listening to that. I don't know what dogs this country is. I, I, I don't understand. That's not the word of God. Hallelujah. I choose to hold on to the word of God. I choose to believe the word of God. So he told Joshua, if you're going to if you're going to achieve this thing, Moses is gone now. And I know you have to feel the shoes of this man that walked with God and communed face to face with God. As a man communes with his friend. A man that didn't die, God has to command him to die. You know, some people, when they get old, they just, they just sleep. They don't wake up. But Moses, at 120, climbed a mountain. Huh? You are just how many years? We, 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 can't, even, we can't even determine. We don't understand. To climb the steps is, a much, is, is, is quite a mission. Huh? No, I want to stay downstairs. I, don't want, I want to say. <laughs> I don't want to stay upstairs. That's how somebody was complaining about our former office. 
Climbing the stairs. Oh, Pastor, these steps are too steep. I said, my friend, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Climb. It's good for you. At 120, Moses climbed the mountain. And God said, okay, look. Look at the land there. No glasses at 120. He could look and see far enough. Turn to someone with glasses, no pressure, no pressure. No pressure. Just tell them, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah, no pressure at all. Yes. So, but Moses, the Bible says his eyes did not go dim. And he died by the word of the Lord. So in other words, when he climbed, after God had shown him, told him everything, God now spoke to him, said, I command you, die. Die now. Because too much, too much power has entered into him. All those times he's spending with God, climbing the mountain, you know, in the tent, you know, too much power. He can't die. Just like a normal person. Yeah, he couldn't just die. So God has to say, die now. <laughs> Moses, yes, my Lord. Okay, die. <laughs> and then he died. And God buried him. So imagine, his wife didn't see his, his corpse. His children didn't see his corpse. Nobody saw it. Who are you going to fight for that? Why do you think Satan came and wanted to take that body? He knew what was it was he knew what was inside. He said, if I can just get this body, oh my God, what I'm going to do? The whole world will worship me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's that man that God is now saying to Joshua, Okay, take take his place. <laughs> now I, I went through all of this to help you to understand the pressure that Joshua was facing filling this man's shoes so God says you can do it I'll just give you simple formula the same thing I told Moses I'm telling you the same thing don't, don't deviate from it Okay? Spend time meditating. Day and night. Come on. Day and night. Then observe to do according to all that is written in it. In other words, be obedient to everything you read. So it's a daily, it's a lifestyle of obedience. You commit yourself to obeying me on a daily basis. Not just when you have some goosebumps. Every day you obey. Then he says, you will have good success if you do that. So, it's that meditation that brought him to that place where he could divide the land. He would go before. It doesn't matter what king. He had the courage, the boldness to face them. 
Hallelujah. Why? Because the more he spent time with God, the more he interacted with God, the more he meditated on the scriptures, the more he did that, guess what? His mind, the limitations were falling. They just kept falling. They just kept falling. So it's not like, oh, I woke up and, uh, oh my God, there's a storm coming. What are we going to do? No, 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 no. You have the power over the storm. Because if you spend time meditating, you realize that he has given you dominion over creation. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter what it is. You can operate if you have the right mind. The kind of mind. There's a kind of mind. If you're going to walk with God, the unlimited God. If you're going to have absolute faith. He says you can even say to the mountain, be moved. You can say to the mulberry tree, be plucked. And go to that, go yonder. <laughs> King James English. Uh, go yonder, it will obey you. Huh? So if you have that kind of power, that you can move a mountain, you can transplant a tree with your words. Hello. What can you do to the cockroach? <laughs> oh my God. You will command the works of his hands. All the works of his hands. You have power. Your mind has limited you. Your mind has lied to you. Your culture has lied to you. People have lied to you. Huh? You can do this. You cannot do this. Your teachers have lied to you. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what anybody has said. It doesn't matter the negative things that have been spoken over you. I don't know about you. I'm breaking free. Amen. Come on. Say, I'm breaking free. I'm breaking yeah, free. I'm breaking free from every ungodly limitation. Yeah. Every limitation. Every paradigm. Every paradigm that is not of God. That has been placed over your life. Is broken right now. I command them to break in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every paradigm that keeps you in bondage is broken right now. In the name of Jesus. Every paradigm that keeps you in poverty is broken right now. In the name of Jesus. Every paradigm that hinders you from entering into the things God has for you. I command to be broken right now. In the name of Jesus. Every paradigm, every paradigm that hinders you from experiencing the quality of relationships you are supposed to experience, I command them to be broken right now in the name of Jesus. Every paradigm, every paradigm, every paradigm that is restricting you from entering into your destiny, I command to be broken right now in the name of Jesus. I bring them down. I bring them down. I bring them down. 
right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command strongholds to come down from your mind in the name of Jesus. Your inability, every stronghold that hinders you from walking in your anointing, from walking in your calling, from walking in your destiny, I command to be brought down in the name of Jesus. I command them to be brought down in the name of Jesus. Every mindset that cripples your faith, I command to be brought down right now in the name of Jesus. I bring them down. I pull them down in the name of Jesus. Every mindset that hinders you from entering into leadership, into the area, that dimension, that level of leadership God has called you to operate in, I command them to come down right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, mighty God, I thank you, Father. I give you praise. I give you glory. My Lord and my God, I decree... I decree the unlimited paradigms to fall upon you, to fall upon you. New paradigms of operation, new paradigms of relationships, new paradigms of business, new paradigms. Let it come, let it fall upon you. In the name of Jesus, mighty God, mighty God, we thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Say this after me, Heavenly Father. I thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I receive your word. I embrace your word. I open myself to new paradigms. Paradigms that you have ordained for me. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I open my life from now on. I break limitations. I break barriers. In the name of Jesus, I enter into all that you have for me. Whoever you have called me to be a blessing to, I will be a blessing to them. In the name of Jesus. Every life you have called me to change. Lord my God, I will obey you. I commit myself to a lifestyle of obedience. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you bless the Lord? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.